Hey there, it's Ethan from Edge of NFT here. Welcome to the episode. Today we're bringing you a very special one filled with content curated from our recent travels to Southeast Asia and beyond. Stay tuned for some amazing interviews with incredible folks. We'll cut from one conversation to the next, introducing each guest as they arrive to give you the feeling like you're right there with us, jumping into each engaging conversation as it emerges. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Hey everyone, this is Josh Krieger with Edge of NFT. I am here live in Seoul, Korea at Metacon, and I just finished moderating a fascinating panel with four different companies doing incredible stuff, building out the metaverse for Web2 brands as well as Web3 brands. And I was able to snag Andrew for just a moment to tell us a little bit more about what he's doing at Altalva Group. Andrew, it's great to have you on the show and it's great to have been on that panel with you. It's really incredible what you've been doing. You guys have been busy. We've been very busy, but first of all, thanks for inviting me for this wonderful interview. And uh, it was a great job by you at the panel. I enjoyed having panel with you. But yes, we've been extremely busy. As you know, all the product company, we began our focus with the luxury fashion, but it's not just the luxury fashion. It's about all possible product companies out there. Now try to get into Web3 domain. And to be honest with you, they're all clueless at the moment exactly what to do, but they all know, aware that they have to get into this space now, then later. So yes, we've been busy helping them, providing the full ideas, you know, consultings, as well as the developments and operating their virtual Web3 related project. Yeah. So you're based in Seoul, but you have a global company and you put a PowerPoint slide up that had like dozens of brands that you worked with. Give us a little sense of the size of your operation and some of the collaborations you've worked on recently. Yeah, so in Korea, we have uh, 60 engineers, developers, all located in Seoul, Korea. My co-founder, Elizabeth, she's located in Paris. So she does all the communications and brand relations in Paris. Makes sense. That's a good place for her to be. And she comes from the luxury fashion side. And then we have a CBO, Chief Business Officer, uh, Kiara, who recently joined from Batman Group. She's in Singapore. So we are a Singapore registered company having Korea as an R&D center, development center. And then we have business units all over the world, you know, Europe, Singapore, and two people doing the creative art work in London based. Okay, what about North America? Are you gonna come over there at some point soon? It's the most important market for us, but that's our next focus. So we love to discuss a lot more with you, how we can actually approach and better approach and get into US market. Absolutely. So why don't you tell us about some of the exciting partnerships you've done this year and, and give our listeners a sense of what 
luxury brands can do in the metaverse that actually works, right? Because there's a lot of skepticism mm -hmm. about the space still. And, but you guys have done some projects that have been quite successful. Yeah, right now, like you said, there's a lot of uh, confusion out there within brands. There are so many people approaching brands and telling them all different things. And there's an NFT project, there's a virtual pop-up store, there's a metaverse integration. There's just uh, so many. And they're all obviously different. And the companies out there who specialize each in different categories within the realm of uh, Web3 or the metaverse or virtual world. And we are the, you know, one rare company who possess a full spectrum of service where we have our own 3D digitization technology. We have one of the best avatar technology. We are pioneer of running, building the virtual pop-up store for brands. And as well as we come from gaming background, so we know how to put all together with the gamify system and we have our own metaverse. So we act as a kind of A to Z total the solution company where we can offer the holistic view and approach how brands can penetrate into and take advantage of what's happening in the world today, which everything is shifting to Web3. So it's not just about one single detached idea. What we offer to brands is a one holistic ideas. And you've worked with some pretty big brands. I think you mentioned LVMH, right? And did I see Burberry? Yeah. So last June, we have created LVMH first, their official virtual ambassador. Her name is called Libby. And she was debuted, introduced during VivaTech in Paris. And she was at the center stage speaking to Chairman Arnaud, who is the chairman of LVMH directly. So we are the creator behind Libby, and we will continuously manage Libby for LVMH Group. We have also launched very first luxury, what we call Metaverse Commerce, with Fendi last year, where we integrated their last year's summer Vertigo collection into the Metaverse, where users will come in and click, instead of just clicking pictures and purchase the product, they will go into Metaverse environment, engage with the avatar and view everything in 3D. And with a single click, they can purchase the real product. And we work with the Bulgari also and organize their virtual pop-ups and exhibitions for users because high-end jewelry, it's only made by one piece. So it's rare that even though the office has those high-end jewelry you know, presence in local market. Sure. So, digitizing highest fidelity manner possible and showcasing it through the virtual world was obviously choice for you know, Bulgari. So we managed that process. We also worked with the Batman and launched numerous different fashion NFTs. The fashion NFT actually came with the physical goods as a utility. So in this case, in collaborating with the Dog Pound, we had a special edition of uh, sneakers. So when you buy an you know, NFT, the sneaker came with it. So there are so many you know, other virtual pop-up stores as well, but today we are also expanding our reach beyond just the luxury fashion. So yesterday we just launched Renault, the car company, French car companies, digital campaign and NFT projects. So again, like we are managing the digital campaign with the gamified system, and then the NFT project that links to the digital campaign, and plug the user experience directly into 
our own metaverse as well as our going forward sandbox. So again, when we speak to brands, we're not just selling, pitching to work only with us or within our metaverse only, but we offer the full kind of uh, access to other metaverse projects as well. That's really exciting. And being a pioneer in this space and working with so many folks, you obviously think about the future of fashion a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'd love your perspective as we sort of are in this, quote, bear market. Someone told me yesterday, it's actually a bull market trap and a global bear market. Regardless, I think there's a lot of questions about how will the traditional fashion industry, the virtual fashion coexist? You called it Commerce 3.0. What is your vision of Commerce 3.0? Where is this all going? Yes. So as you know, the Web2 era, which is internet-based and e-commerce-based, everything was focused on direct-to-consumer D2C experience. And then there's this only a single business model out of it, which is a transaction focused. Buy, 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 or sell, 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 right? From that, now going into Web3, everything's also shifting to metaverse and user experience becoming more 3D and user experience becoming more through your own avatar. We call it D2A, director avatar. And we are betting that especially for young generation, their first ever product experience will happen first within the metaverse instead of the, you know, through the physical store. So I think D2A experience becoming more important and then moving away from just a single business model, which is transaction focused. I think now going forward, Commerce 3.0, but also community. It's all also sharing or creativity, sharing economy with a contributor, creator, and whatnot. But what does community mean to you? Because like, we use that word community a lot, and it's becoming just so common that I think it's lost some of its luster. When you think about Web3 community, are there any specifics that you can pinpoint that's different from communities that existed years ago in clubs and membership groups and local community gatherings? Because I think it can be a little bit nebulous for some people. Yeah. For example, we have a very active community through our Discord, Twitter, whatnot. They're normally the holder of our NFTs. And as an NFT holders, they know that if we do well, they get the benefit. So I think today the community and our community, and we are 100% aligned. So it's like co-ownership. Co-ownership. Yeah. And if we do good, they do bad. You know, they do good. So there's a co-ownership sense in a way. So they become very avid, active uh, marketer. Whenever we launch a new project, whenever we do something, they're the first one to come and test and provide us a feedback. And because they know that as an NFT holder, they'll continuously receive benefits, mm -hmm. whether through the staking model, through the getting the whitelist for listed for next NFT big projects, or sharing some revenue opportunity with the holders. So 100% interest is just 100% aligned. Before, I think Web2, it's like, it's a one-way directional. And oftentimes, we make important decisions by listening to community. Community have enough power that we listen to them and make few important decisions based on. So I think that's our case, but there's also, as you know, DAO, where it's a completely decentralized organization and where even the, all the decision-making and everything is done in a trustless way. Right? Yeah. 
So you're doing that as well? We are going into that direction. Okay. So I think the Web3 area community is going to play such a big role. And your efforts should be focused on not generating the extra profit, but building more communities you know, going forward. Well, really exciting and great to spend a little time with you. We'll have to unpack this more at NFTLA. We'll get you over there to LA and talk to all the folks in the US about all the exciting things you're doing. Because I do think that's a market that could really benefit from the product suite that you're bringing to market. And meanwhile, how can folks stay in touch with you and tap into your community? So we have for 70,000 Discord members in our Discord channel. We have active Twitter members. So those are the two major community channels that you can find us and hear about us on a daily basis. And what's your Twitter handle? At Altaba Group. And you can also log into altaba.com and you'll see the latest NFT projects that's happening and then updates everything about us on a daily basis. Exciting. Well, thanks for spending a little time with me. I know you have to get back to the office and keep building the future, but glad we could chat a little bit more about what you're up to. Great. Amazing. Thank you. You have questions about blockchain? Like, how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or have you received that chain letter? How did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintraininalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. Hi everyone, this is Josh Krieger, co-host of Edge of NFT here in Seoul, Korea at Metacon. Excited to be here with my new friend Philip Zossman from PwC Germany, who came this way to talk about the future of the metaverse and collaboration. Philip, it's great to have you here on Edge of NFT. My honor. So you recently gave a keynote here about real utility of the metaverse that PwC is utilizing not only for your clients, but also internally. Yes. I'd love for you to share what your observations have been on productivity, especially given the challenges with COVID and remote yes. working and everything, and what you've done to sort of increase productivity using the metaverse. Yes. So we see a big potential here, actually. We realized in the last two years that we lack the social distance. So the social distance increased by so much that we normally, as consultants, you work together, you sit next to each other. You're trying to create value for your clients. You're learning on the job. There was actually a study released by, I think, the Harvard Business Review or Harvard Business Manager 
talking about how the consulting industry changed. Normally, you went into consulting to learn on the job, to sit next to each other, be there as a team, and all that was just gone from one day to another. So what we needed is we needed a collaboration platform, which is better or has more opportunities than simply always collaborating on a screen size from which is 20 times 30 centimeters diagonal, which in the end led to us implementing VR technology. So what we did is we rolled out headsets for our teams, or specifically now my team, and we are working daily in VR. So we're doing our dailies, we're doing our retros, our plannings, and we see already now, even though we're just working on, I would say, almost gaming devices, yeah, on those big bulky headsets, that we see already advantages at this early stage, which is super interesting. So what was the reaction of your team when you're like, we're going to do this, guys? Were they like gung-ho or skeptical? And what's been the feedback so far? I would say there were two sides. There was one part of the team which was super excited and super open and saying, yes, I want to be there at the forefront and I want to try it, hiking the Everest, I want to be the first one. And the other side, which was very skeptical, which was probably also... A natural change curve, right? Yes, exactly. Also, we have a university who's doing checks in parallel just to have it scientifically proven what the results are. So we see, we have recorded that social distance is getting better, is reducing. We have higher creativity, we have a higher focus on relevant content, we have a stronger team feeling and enhanced communication, which is amazing. Again, we're just now working on big headsets, and I mean the next generation of real, let's say, comfortable headsets without exhaustion effect are just about to come out. Wow, that's pretty cool to have that type of empirical data so early that offers so much promise. And what's the opportunity for your clients in terms of collaboration, especially when you mentioned a smaller team environment back in the day when I was a consultant, it was like usually three to 10 people teams. But when you're working on client projects, it can be as many 50, 100 people involved, different divisions of large companies. What do you see as the possibility there? We actually have a lighthouse project in that area. We are working with the German ministry where we have a program with 150 employees working on a digitization initiative. And we just conducted last month our first program increment planning with over 70 people wearing VR headsets. So we gave those people headsets and we figured out that when we have the right virtual spaces arranged, we could actually conduct agile meetings in a perfect manner. So we have our Kanban boards, we start together with 70 people, then we split up, do our retros in smaller teams which are guided, then we come back together, which is a super immersive feeling, brings people back together without everyone needing to travel, spending time in the train, in the plane, in the car, reducing CO2 and reducing travel costs. And for the germaphobes, they're happy too, because... It is indeed at the moment an issue, yeah. You don't have colds or anything spreading around the office. So how long are people wearing these headsets? Are they typing at the same time that they're having these meetings? I found personally, when I wear one of these headsets for a while, I get a little bit of a headache. Yep. Like what's been your experience like on the ground here? Yeah, so we still see this exhaustion effect, definitely. But that's also the reason why we always plan the sessions with a lot of breaks, I must admit. So I would say roughly 45 minutes is the max we can go. And then we take a five to 10 minute break just to make a bio break, take a coffee, just simply do some other work. And then we get back into virtual reality. Also, it is important to always charge your headset because the headset performance is at the moment maxed out at, let's say, two or three hours per charging. So you always need to connect your headset again. So we see some progress there, but yeah, indeed, we need to always limit and time box very well our sessions. But again, 
with the next generation of headsets, I hope and I'm very convinced that we will be able to endure longer without headache. It's exciting. Are other divisions of PwC and other locations adopting this yet, or is your particular office the pioneers? It depends on the region. So I would say in Germany, yes. I know that in UK and US, PwC is having significant efforts, and they're also a thought leader in the implementation and also adoption of VR at work. Yeah, so we're doing a lot, and I know that we have quite some initiatives going on in parallel to stay at the forefront of it. It's really exciting. You don't hear too many stories of real-world business applications in the metaverse where there's been some proven empirical results. So hearing this, for me, is very encouraging around what is possible. And I love that you guys are taking a very iterative, methodical approach with some outside research to back up what you're doing. Excited to follow along with what you're up to and, and wish you the best. If anyone wants to learn more about this project, where do they go? We have a website if you just simply Google Metaverse Enabled Agility. There is a website from PwC where we have all the information. I think that's the right spot to go. All right. Well, Philip, thanks for hanging out with us and excited to keep track of what you're up to in the Metaverse to increase productivity. Perfect. Thanks. Hey there, NFT Space Cadet. Let's zoom in on the globe from outer space today to Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice Beach, LA, let me show you a cosmic tech beacon that shines out among the bustle of fashion, art, and food there. It's a thriving software dev, data science, and design studio known as AE Studio, where scores of the sharpest minds have come together to help founders and execs create software and machine learning solutions that are not only profitable and increase our agency as humans, but that give us that warm, fuzzy feeling that elegant tech so wonderfully does. AE's breadth of talent allows them to build anything from instillvideo.com, it's a health, fitness, and wellness app that makes your chakras tingle, to award-winning brain-computer interface solutions that could quite literally bend our minds. Oh, and keep an eye out for Token Runners, their NFT white-label marketplace, as well as our highly anticipated NFT drop, Boomer NFT. Now, for all you DGENs who strive to shed the cummerbund and pearls, comes a jaw-dropping, awe-inspiring partnership not seen since the heyday of Shaq and Kobe. It's called Edge of AE Studio, and you can find out all about it at edgeofae.com. That's right, this full-service, soup-to-nuts, end-to-end, whole-enchilada NFT service can help you, yes, you, Randy, launch your NFT project. Edge of NFT and AE Studio have come together like Voltron to get your project in gear so you can hightail it straight to the moon, stardom, and maybe even your own private yacht. Go to edgeofae.com to find out more. That's edgeofae.com. Actual results may vary depending on moon landing location, domain of stardom, scale and model of yacht, as well as weather scale model of yacht or actual yacht. Hi everyone, Josh Krieger here with Edge of NFT Live in Seoul, and I'm here at MetaCon. It's been a really exciting few days learning about everything happening in the metaverse, not only Asia, but also companies have come here from Europe, including my new friend Emmanuel Erden, who's head of metaverse for Excusable, who and he came all the way from Brussels. It's great to have you on the show, and it was great to have that panel together. 
it was a great panel and really nice to be on your show. Yeah. Thank you for welcoming me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the way, I'm sure our two co-founders, Jeff and Ethan, would have loved to have been here with you. And for them and for the listeners at home, tell us a little bit about what Exclusible is up to in this space. So we have been known for launching the luxury marketplace for NFTs. We wanted to build the farfetch of NFTs, the net-a-porter of NFTs, so-called. So we started with first our own NFT drop, 3,000 membership pass. You can see it in that way. And What was that called? It was the alpha drop. Nice. The Genesis NFT drop yep. of uh, Exclusible that we sold on our landing page on a website. It sold out in 48 hours. And out of that, we created a community of enthusiasts for affluent lifestyle and luxury NFT collections. So out of that, we then started doing NFT drops with luxurious brands, right? We started with different brands like Hogan with the shoes, Christian Lacroix. We have done Aspre Bugatti, which was our biggest success. Right? We had 261 NFTs that uh, we sold and the floor price, so we sold it at three E's. The floor price went to 20 E's, even I think 25 something. And uh, yeah, there were many people who did a lot of money there, but also really fans and collectors of this NFT, which is seen as like a luxurious car NFT, where you have La Voiture Noire, which is like kind of a figure. You can put a real, so you have a real asset, physical, physical asset that you can put on your wall. And this actual statue is worth 60,000 pounds. So wow. actual people could receive it physically. That's really exciting. And I think in some ways, the synergy between luxury goods and Web3 is, is sort of very obvious, right? Because this idea of exclusivity in membership and being part of something special, this is synergistic with the luxury goods lifestyle. I'm curious, like, what the background of your team was and why you chose this niche, as well as what you've learned along the way in doing all these types of drops. Yeah, so many of the founders of Exclusible, especially our chief commercial officer, Olivier Manjon, they come from a career in luxury, 20 years in luxury. Sure. And also other members of the team mm. have worked at different luxury groups. So we really have this DNA of luxury. And what you just mentioned with NFTs being very close to actually the DNA of luxury is true because NFT collections are exclusive, kind of. They're not unlimited, right? They're, right. They're uh, scarce. Um, they're scarce, so between 1,000 to sometimes 10,000 per collection, let's say. But there's an aspect of scarcity and exclusivity and hype also created around a drop. And these are also things that luxury brands try to create in the Web2 industry. And so... You can bring that into Web3 by doing NFTs, which is perfect. That's why we see so many luxury brands today that enter the NFT space. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. But even if you have a great brand in the traditional Web2 market, it's not easy to do a successful NFT drop. What have you attributed as like the keys to success for these drops that you advise luxury brands that want to get into this space? Yeah, we advise, but we also act as a distributor and launch pad for them. So we That helps a lot. That helps a lot. We have a lot of experience there. And that's actually the difficult part is the selling. It's everyone can do an NFT, but the difficult part is to sell. And there we, where we brought a lot of value is that we have a community, now 76,000 on Discord, 
who are looking for products, mm-hmm. luxurious products, let's say it that way. And so that was very successful a few months ago, but now the volume of NFTs have dropped. So even now, even for us, I think any brand has difficulties now to sell NFTs. We have a 10 million volume globally per day. It was a billion. <laughs> so, so it's so, 95% drop, right? Yeah, so do you see a, a sustainable future for digital goods? And if so, what does that look like? I think so. The NFTs are here to stay. It's just that we will not call these NFTs anymore. We will not probably use the word NFTs. The PFP kind of NFT collection, that's, I think that's the past. Now, as you mentioned, we're going more towards something with utility, digital aspect. Are these going to be collections that you sell for millions of euros? That's, I don't know, right? I think it's more that we will use the technology, to, NFTs as technology to enhance and to unlock the powers of Web3. So, for example, we are developing Web3 CRM. That's the perfect tool for any brand to create a new audience, to manage and do specific campaigns to reach out to your audience with NFTs. And this is, I believe, the future. And that's also a new trend. Yeah, that sounds exciting. And I think you displayed some really beautiful penthouses. Is that correct? That, that you're also, um, did you just launch them or you are launching them soon? We, we launched them. That's more my expertise because the luxury NFTs, so Exclusive was divided and the luxury team and with drop managers managing all the NFT drops. And I'm more on the metaverse side on, for example, digital real estate penthouse. And that was really like my product. And we launched these on the 18th of June, actually the day when we had the biggest crash in okay. the Ethereum price, yeah. I think in two years' time. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that day. So yeah, that was kind of a day, and we had everything pre-programmed, right? So we couldn't back, back off, we just went for it. And I think we still made a great success out of it, because we managed to sell 2,500 penthouses, 1,000 were given to the community, and this was a huge success that went viral beyond our expectations. Wow, congratulations. Yes. And what are some of the features of these penthouses? So they are built on Spatial.io, which is the platform. And what we did there is that, first of all, on Spatial, when you create a space, these do not come as NFTs. But we transformed the ownership of the space into an NFT, meaning that you buy the NFT and you connect your MetaMask wallet to Spatial, and Spatial recognizes that you have the NFT and then the the space appears in your space and you can access your penthouse. And then you benefit from all the advantages from Spatial, which is integrated avatar through Ready Player Me. And then you have all the different features that you have on, a, on Spatial where you can decorate and you look and feel the panel. You can upload NFTs on the walls. You can have QR codes, JPEGs. You can stream it. So you can have many different use cases we have companies who established the HQ there. Maybe you will launch your podcast in a metaverse in one okay. of our penthouses. It's definitely and I'm impossible. happy to make that happen by offering you a penthouse for that reason. <laughs> wow, that is very generous. And yeah, it's hard to say no to a penthouse, especially <laughs> with all the perks that you guys are throwing yeah. in. Is there anything else on your roadmap that you're particularly excited about that you're inspired by? Yes, yeah, so now we just acquired a studio. 
which allows us to become the most premium metaverse builders on the more photorealistic metaverses. And we have many big projects. We have also four very big IPs that we closed. I cannot disclose them now. Okay. So there are very big projects coming on first on the NFT side, but also on the metaverse in terms of activations. Then we're also working with partners, other platforms like Journey, for example. We have projects with Garou. And we just launched last week during the Immersive Global Summit in Madeira, a project with that's powered and recognized by the government of Madeira, which is an island, the island of Madeira, digitally replicated in the metaverse. So it's a digital twin of the island and we are organized. So we're managing the sales of the lands and anyone can build there virtually. So you get a construction license <coughs> by the government and you can build there anything you want. That's and people who travel and go to the island and you put on the AR there and you can see what people have built. And at the same time, it's a sustainable project. 10% of the profits go to sustain the nature and the lands. That's pretty cool. And people can just go to your website to learn more about that? So you go on www.exclusible.com and you can see all the projects that we have. The Madalia project, I think it will be online for three months. I'm also managing personally the private sale of bigger plots of lands. And then we have also another project that we just launching, which is Alpine. It's a car, it's a sports car. And this is also an NFT drop that we just launched. You can check it out. For those of you that are listening and not seeing the video, I can feel your passion for what you do. And it sounds like you have a very awesome job that you enjoy. I love my job. I've never had so much fun in yeah. my life than in the past eight months since I joined Exclusible. It has been a hell of a ride, like in sense of everyone who works in Web3, NFTs, it's, these are long days, it's 24-7, seven days a week. When you go to sleep in Europe, the Asians wake up yeah. and it's Americans, etc. It never ends. Uh, we have a community, you have to maintain them and then yeah, it's just a passionate industry that is probably the fastest evolving in the world and if you want to stay and keep up to date you you need to feed yourself constantly with what's happening and that can be some sometimes tiring it also feels like it has been 10 years not eight months but yeah but yeah. i love it so. no, I mean, that's been the new metaphor is that one year in web3 is like seven years like dog years or something like that and it certainly feels that way sometimes but it's great to meet entrepreneurs like yourself and companies like Excusable that are doing so many exciting things. And I'm glad I got a chance to learn more about what you're up to and we'll definitely be tracking all the goodness to come. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much, Josh. And I will give you a penthouse and I would love to, to show you around in a penthouse uh, so I can show you how you could potentially register your next podcast in it. Sounds like fun. I'll take you up on that. I hope to see you in NFT LA also. <laughs> Absolutely. Would love to have you there. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. Hello, and thank you for joining us here on the Edge of NFT podcast. We are in Seoul, Korea. 
this wonderful event. We're right by the South Tower. And we are here with Hong from LGU Plus. Yes, right. Please tell us what you do. I'm a team leader of blockchain service design team. Mm -hmm. I made many service scenario mm -hmm. and we test user case, user case. Mm. My team is a kind of R&BD team. Mm. Yes, so thank you for being with us on the show. And first of all, I'd like to ask you about what LG is doing around the metaverse mm -hmm. and their involvement. How is their view of mm -hmm. what is going on in the metaverse and the space in general? Mm. We prepare metaverse service mm -hmm. um, for hybrid work environment. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, virtual office for companies. Mm -hmm. And next, we prepare AI Jew Metaverse. Okay. It's for young generation, mm -hmm. children mm -hmm. and their parents, yeah. Yeah, and so on. We think in the future, Metaverse help us uh, to enable customers experience, uh, to enable customers mm -hmm. New experience. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. So it seems to me that you are focusing closely around the new generation yeah. and their family mm -hmm. to kind of get them into yeah. a little bit more of the future of what is going to be soon. Yeah, yeah that's right. great. So I've heard that you also are a product leader for mm -hmm. product manager mm -hmm. for the Luna NFT project. Yes. Oh. So please tell me more about what this uh, is about. Yeah. Mona is a character. It's a kind of octopus, and oh, yeah. yeah, small and cute. Mm -hmm. So we made it as a PFP NFT, mm -hmm. PFP NFT, mm -hmm. and we gathering fans of Muno, mm -hmm. yeah, and we talk with NFT holders on Discord channel. Okay. Uh, we experience new conversation with customers. Oh, that's great. That's really great. And so when did you start working on that project? May. You made this year? Yeah. Okay. And what got you into starting with the NFT project as well? We studied Metaverse last year, from last year, mm -hmm. and we digging NFT project uh, end of last year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. Okay, great. And can I ask you a little bit more about the future of what LG is doing, or LGU Plus is doing for in this space? What is next? What do you feel is coming in, in the future? We prepare several metaverse studies. Mm -hmm. So we are going to open uh, next year. Mm -hmm. uh, and... It's not easy to make a metaverse service mm -hmm. because it's a 3D space and avatar and lots of techniques yeah. need. So we want to make a metaverse service step by step. Yeah, you want to take your time to build it pretty yeah. well and make sure that it's well done yeah. and not rushed. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you so much for being with us. Can you please tell us where we go to find out more about what LGU Plus is doing? What kind of channels, maybe Twitter or Discord, where do we go to find out more? I recommend you Muna NFT website. Mm -hmm. It's M-O-O-N-O-N-F-T.com. Okay, thank you so much. Nice I appreciate you being on the show and we can't wait to hear more. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you.
Okay, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs today. Thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship, so invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us, and say something cool. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. The views and opinions expressed on the Edge of NFT podcast reflect solely those views and opinions of the show creators and its guests. We're learning as we go, just like you. Please make sure to do your own research. Our podcast is not financial advice. There are multiple strategies and not all strategies fit all people. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk.